welcome to the Christchurch Winston-Salem podcast. To learn more about Christchurch, visit us at ChristchurchWS.org. Subscribe to our podcast at our website, iTunes, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening. Lord, as we just sang, saints before the altar bending, watching long in hope and fear, suddenly the Lord descending in his temple shall appear. Lord, may that be our prayer this morning as we come to the preaching and proclamation of your word, Lord, the greatest story there has ever been, the greatest event that has ever taken place in the world. You, God, coming to earth in the form of a baby to die for us, to eventually resurrect for us, to give us life, to give us hope, and eternity everlasting. Lord may, the Lord, Lord, may the words now, my mouth, meditation of all of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. I invite this time to be seated. Well, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you guys are much more awake than I am on the three hours of sleep I've had. I, uh, for those of you who don't know me, I'm Father. I'm Keith Hoffman. I'm the vicar over at Christchurch Lewisville Parish, and it's an honor to come and preach here on Christmas Day with you. Share a word um, from, or, or actually a homily uh, this morning with you guys. And one of the things I've appreciated about the Anglican tradition, perhaps most, is um, we don't have to make up new stuff. We don't have to be new and novel. There's a great many of churchmen and theologians and uh, uh, preachers and pastors that have gone way on before us that have said things, to be honest, much better than I can say them. Much better than I can say them. And so what, what do we say about the incarnation of God? What, can we, uh, what, what else could possibly be said? We've heard the story. I think sometimes if we say too much, we can take away from it. One of the things I began to appreciate also uh, is the profundity sometimes, the profoundness that can be in what I'd call simplicity, particularly concerning the great complexities of something like the incarnation of God. And so this morning, I, I found this it, it greatly expressed in a homily of John Paul II. It was one of his last homilies preached in 2002. Now, I don't want to be a pope, okay? So if you feel, you know, your, your, your Protestantism kind of bristling up on you, listen, if I was to make up or preach a sermon this morning, I would probably quote this entire thing. It's that worthwhile. So if a homily from a pope bothers you or a sermon from maybe a pope bothers you, just think of this as a really long quote, okay? <laughs> With just a little bit of an introduction and then, a, you know, glory be to the Father, et cetera, et cetera, at the end, Okay. On this holy day of Christmas, the ancient promise is fulfilled. The time of waiting has ended, and the virgin gives birth to the Messiah. Jesus is born for a humanity, searching for freedom and peace. He is born for everyone burdened by sin, in need of salvation, and yearning for hope. On this Christmas day, God answers the ceaseless cry of the peoples. Come, Lord, save us. His eternal word of love has taken on our mortal flesh. 
Your word, O Lord, has come down from your royal throne. The word has entered into time. Emmanuel, God with us, is born. In cathedrals and churches, as well as in the smallest and remotest churches throughout the world and in homes everywhere, last night as well as this morning, Christians have gathered to joyfully lift up their song. Today is born our Savior. The scripture tells us in Luke that Mary gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger. This is the icon of Christmas. A tiny newborn child whom the hands of a woman wrapped in poor clothes and lay in a humble manger. Who could imagine that this little human being is the son of the Most High? Only she, at this point, his mother, knows the truth, and she guards its mystery. But on this day, we too can join in her gaze and so recognize in this child the human face of God. We too, the men and women of 2018, were able to encounter Christ and gaze upon him at this table today. Christ in the Eucharist, Eucharist in the Christ. Christmas Day, therefore, becomes both a school of faith and perhaps of new life for you. In our second reading from Titus, the Apostle Paul helps us, if you read the entirety of that particular passage, he helps us to understand that Christ, the Christ event. He helps us understand the Christ event, which we celebrate on this radiant day. He writes in Titus that the grace of God has appeared, offering salvation to all men. The grace of God appearing in Jesus is God's merciful love, which dominates the entire history of salvation and guides it to its definitive fulfillment. The self-revelation of God, who humbled himself to come among us as man, is the, anticipation, is the anticipation here on earth then and now of his glorious appearing at the end of time in the future. But there is more. The historical event which we, ex we are experiencing in mystery today is the way given to us as a means of encountering the glorious Jesus Christ. For by his incarnation, Jesus teaches us, as the apostle observes, again, if you read all of Titus, to reject our godless ways, reject worldly desires, to live temperately, to live justly and devoutly in this age as we await our blessed hope. You'll find a babe wrapped in swatting clothes, lying in a manger, we are told, in Luke 2.12. The child laid in a lowly manger. This is God's sign to you. The centuries and the millennia will pass, but the sign remains. And it remains valid for us, too, the men and women here, 2018. It's a sign of hope for the whole family, the whole human family a sign of peace 
for those suffering from conflicts of every kind, a sign of freedom for the poor and the oppressed, a sign of mercy for those caught up in the vicious cycle of sin, a sign of love and consolation for those who feel lonely and abandoned. A small, fragile sign indeed, a humble and quiet sign, but one filled with the awesome power of God, who out of love has become man. Lord Jesus, together with the shepherds, we draw near to your crib. We contemplate you, wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. O babe of Bethlehem, we adore you in silence. And to you be the glory and praise forever, our divine Savior of the world. Amen and amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for listening. To learn more about Christ Church, visit us at ChristChurchWS.org. Subscribe to our podcast at our website, iTunes, or wherever you listen to podcasts. 